You are listening to Ola Fida podcast, and I'm your host, Fida. Please fasten your seatbelt and enjoy the flight. Hola and welcome back to a brand new episode of Ola Fida the podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome, and I do hope you click around. And of course, uh, click on the follow button on whichever platform you are listening from. Alternatively, alternatively, you can also follow me on Instagram at OlaFida and be notified every time there's a new um, episode. You know, I will definitely put something out. And uh, yeah, we are already in the middle of October and... Aside from the annual pumpkin spice craze, you know that Halloween is just around the corner. I don't think there will be any celebrations uh, this year, at least where I am right now. So yeah, I get to save uh, more money from buying another costume. (laughs) More money for my travels, I guess. (laughs) So since I can't look scary this year, I thought... You know, why not share some scary travel stories? I found some gems online and perhaps some of my of my own stories as well. I've um, not had that many horror experiences when I travel. So yeah, without further ado, let's begin. My family took a trip to Sudan to visit my dad's family. My brother came back with a severe rash all over his back. The rash persisted for a few weeks and the doctors had no idea what it was. Then we were at the park one day and he started complaining about the rash to our mom, saying it was starting to hurt more. She ignored it, thinking he must have rubbed it on something by accident. When he fell to the floor screaming in pain and literally hundreds and hundreds of flies came flying out of a single hole at the base of his neck. He was only eight. Apparently, some sort of African fly had laid eggs or more like cocoons or something on his back when we slept. They hatched when we were back in England. I got so badly sunburned in Thailand. Every time I smile, my face start to bleed. I was a young horny guy in the Navy and we just made it to Naples. My buddy and I took a train to Roma and after doing touristy stuff, we headed to a strip club. There was no one in there but maybe two women, the bartender and bouncers, but we didn't care. They ushered us over to a booth and the two women started flirting with us. And we, we were just having a good time. Without even asking, the bartender poured us champagne. Each of us had two small glasses. 
we weren't even there for 45 minutes before deciding that you know we should pay and leave and we have about a thousand euro tab for the bottle service we were escorted by the bouncers to an ATM outside of the club just so that you know to make sure we paid we knew we were stupid and didn't want any trouble so we paid and got the hell out I saw a dead woman on a train platform in Varanasi, India. She was covered in a very sheer cloth and it was clear that rigor mortis had set in. So who knew how long she had been there? All the locals acted like it was perfectly normal. No one battered an eye and they just stood there waiting for their train. When I told one of the men that worked on the platform that there was a dead woman there, he looked at me like he could not be bothered to care. I went to use one of those free standing self-cleaning bathrooms in Paris. I didn't know you had to let the doors close and let it run its wash cycle every, after every use. I went in immediately after someone walked out and got sprayed by dozens of jets loaded with, with water and blue cleaning fluid. I went on a three-week holiday with my significant other to Brazil and we were robbed after two days by four guys with knives in broad daylight on the Copacabana. We had nothing on us but a few real, maybe about $10. People who saw it happen did nothing and it ruined the rest of our vacation because of the fear that it could happen again. Such a shame for such a beautiful country. I was interrailing with my friends and I fell asleep on one of the night trains in a different carriage to them. I woke up at around 5 in the morning with an old man rubbing my bare feet on his crotch. After running away from him and unable to find my friends, I spoke to a conductor who explained to me in broken English that my friends were on the other end of the train going to Austria, but I had ended up on the part of the train that is going to Bratislava. I ended up stuck in Bratislava with no shoes, no money, and a dead phone. I had accepted death until a couple took pity on me and helped me to get a train back to Austria. It was the worst night of my life. I was in a large dorm room and as I was going to bed, a girl who had already been asleep got up and was obviously sleepwalking, walked into the middle of the dorm, squatted down, and peed all over the floor. Then she got up and went back to bed. She may still not know that she did that. And there you have it. Stories from strangers who love traveling, but unfortunate to, you know, come across horrifying things like that 
did you think I was talking about ghost sightings when I introduced this episode? Sorry, not in my podcast. Mm, I don't really like to discuss um, the paranormal <laughs> because um, I, I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I have to be honest. I'm really scared. I live alone and I, I usually, you know, do this podcast by myself in the dark. Not, not really in the dark. I mean, in the middle of the night. So I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, I, I have my own personal horror experiences myself. I mean, not the paranormal kind. So I hope you enjoy them. I flew to um, Ho Chi Minh City one day. I went without planning anything. I found a cheap ticket and I just wanted to get out of the country. So off I went with zero research. I just booked a hotel room and that was it. I know where I'm staying. I know what to find near my hotel. But other than that, I didn't really do any research. Like I don't look for like restaurants or places to visit or whatever. Nothing. Nada. Zero. So I went and... I don't know, I just assumed that taxis would be relatively cheap um, as compared to other countries. So the moment I got out of the airport, I just, you know, tell the guy that, okay, I, I'm, I, I will take your taxi. Is it a meter? And he was like, yeah, 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 we have meter. So I was like, okay, cool. That solves it, right? That's what people always say. Make sure they have meter. Make sure they use the meter. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll take your taxi then. So um, usually when I'm in a ride, a, a car or a hill ride thing, I will always uh, look at Google Maps to make sure they're not going the wrong direction or going in circles just to get the meters running. You know, you can track all this stuff. And usually Google will recommend you a route, how to get to the uh, your your destination. So I can roughly tell if he's like trying to cheat my money or something. But they it, they don't really follow it to the to the T because sometimes they know certain roads are like problematic, so they will avoid it somehow. And most of the time, like ninety five percent of the time, uh. The, I, I I trust the drivers. You know they are going the right direction, so I'm fine. So this guy, he was going on the right route, but I was looking at the meter and it was jumping. The numbers were jumping so fast, like the, 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 the. It's like every second. I was like, okay, that is not normal. I was like, okay, that's fine. And I don't know how much it's supposed to cost. And if you if you are familiar with the currency in Vietnam, they go by dong, which is a lot of numbers, like in thousands. So I, I wasn't even sure, like the numbers, how much is worth. Like, <clears throat> is that five dollars? Is that fifty dollars? I don't know. That's how how little of a research I did before I went there. So we were at a traffic light. Um, we were there for probably about two three minutes. Uh, it was a bad traffic day, so I, I I was looking at the meter and what used to be like a num it jumped a number a second, 
it became a I was like okay there is something wrong with this meter so I did a quick check on the currency and my fare was already like I think $25 or something I was like okay fine it's I'm willing to pay around 25 to 30 dollars that's fine and then i checked the google map we were about probably five minutes away or less like just a few more traffic lights and we would have reached my hotel so uh after that the, the the taxi got moving and i kept looking at the meter and it went really fast and then i look at the guy i look at his hand this his fingers were doing something behind the wheel he was like tapping at the back of the steering wheel same same motion i was like oh no what's going on and then i checked the numbers on the meter again did my math and it already jumped to about 40 dollars i was like okay this is odd so um i got out i mean i arrived at the hotel i got out of the taxi paid him I didn't even tip him because obviously I've already paid too much. And in the hotel room, I started Googling and apparently it's a common scam in Ho Chi Minh City. So, yeah, be careful when you're there. Uh, I mean, I learned it the hard way. And to make it easier for everyone, I would highly recommend you download a Grab app. Uh, It's like Southeast Asia version of Uber. I mean, we used to have Uber and then they they got busted <laughs> and now we have grab you can use it uh, almost everywhere in southeast asia singapore malaysia philippines thailand indonesia vietnam so i think that's the the way to go uh if you don't trust taxis like me i have trust issues now so yeah grab app get them before you arrive in southeast asia <coughs> Um, probably like a decade ago. I was, no, probably more than a decade ago. Yeah, a decade and a half maybe. I was in Bangkok. It wasn't my first time there. Um, and I was walking and smoking. I was with a group of friends, but because of the crowd, we were walking in a single file. And there's at least about one and a half meters between us. But we know where we were walking towards, so it's fine. So I was walk, walking right in front and at the back I overheard like a guy talking to my friend, you know, the usual pleasantries like, hey, hello, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And my friend answered the question like, oh, I'm from Singapore, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, that's a number one mistake. Never tell them where you're from. At least uh, if you are in Singapore, never tell them you're from Singapore. It's just a rule of thumb i go i go by when i travel in southeast asia that every time they ask where are you from i will probably say another country like not singapore we have a reputation of being scammed a lot because they assumed that all singaporeans are rich <laughs> so i was like okay fine she made that mistake but it's okay i'm not there i said i'm not near her so i i'm ahead of her so i know what's coming or I thought I was, I didn't know. So we were walking and then I was done smoking and I threw it in the drain. Like it was a super deep drain. 
that is full of trash. I just throw it in there because that's where it belongs, right? <laughs> and a policeman scurried towards me and stopped me. And he was like, excuse me, uh, I saw what you did. You cannot throw your cigarette in that train. And I was like, what? He was like, yep, it's not allowed. It's against the rule. Uh, you have to pay a fine. I was like, how is that possible? And while we were talking, there are people throwing stuff inside the same drain. Like probably a half-eaten food or uh, a can of soda, empty can of soda something. So people were actively throwing things there. I was like, are you going to catch them? Then he was like, no, you throw cigarettes. That's a no. And it's not like a, I don't know, like it, it's a wet area so I won't I won't burn the drain at all I don't think there's there's any possibility that I can burn it down so he insisted that it's against the law and he kept showing me this paper that was laminated saying that littering and it was like 5,000 baht or something which is probably about I don't know $20 $10 thereabouts no, more, sorry. Maybe about $400? Yeah, about $400. I'm sorry, my maths is so bad. And I told him, no, I'm not going to pay. <coughs> I don't think this is the law. Because it doesn't look legit at all. And he was like, no, Singapore and Bangkok, same, same. I was like, are you kidding me? You think I do not know the law? Like, definitely not same, same. So I walked away from him. And he kept following me. I ran. I ran up this overhead bridge. And you, if you know me, I never run. So I was running. I was not running like as if I just robbed someone. I was just like running. Like I was really trying to get somewhere quickly, kind of running. <clears throat> and he followed me. All the way up to the bridge. I turned around. My friends weren't there. I saw them, but they weren't like running after me or something. I was on. I know I was on my own. So I was on that bridge, and he stopped me. Actually, I stopped running because I was tired. And he was like, "Excuse me, you have to pay. If not, you have to come with me. You have to go to jail." And I was like, "You want me? You want to send me to jail for throwing a cigarette? Come on." Then he kept explaining, saying how he's against the rule, blah, 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 blah. I have to pay him money, blah, blah, blah. I told him that I am flying back today. I do not have any more Thai money. And that's where the table turned. He was like, okay, you tell me how much you have. Instantly, I know this is a scam. But come on, you ran after me. That's... You're working really hard. <laughs> or I may look like an easy victim. I don't know. So I I took my wallet out. And fortunately, I don't have a lot of money in there. Because the rest were all in another bag. <laughs> so I, because uh, uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, I showed him my wallet and opened it up. There was about probably 300 or 400 baht. Which is uh, 3 $4, I guess. And he said, okay. That's enough. So I took the money 
and he actually like put out his hand but very subtly it's not like outright so i put it in his hand and he walked away he didn't even say thank you or don't do this again it's not good behave yourself in bangkok blah, blah, blah. nothing he just walked away and i was like hmm okay cool and i was just at the bridge waiting for my friends and they arrived and they were like so what happened <laughs> i swear i wanted to kill them but yeah because all this happened because one of them told some other guy that she's from singapore that's because that guy did not know i'm from singapore he just assumed i'm from singapore so that's how i knew so yeah be careful when you know strangers or the locals ask you odd questions like that my usual go-to answer is uh when they ask me that where are you from i will always say guess and then they will start rambling a bunch of countries and i'm like mm, maybe you're right maybe you're wrong i don't know <laughs> okay this is my last story it's um horrifying in a it was horrifying for me and probably hella funny for you so i was in this happened in london uh i was out late with a bunch of other travelers and one of them had this genius idea of going to a club so I was like, okay, cool. Like, I wouldn't want to leave the city without, you know, sampling their night scenes uh, finest. I don't even know if it's the best club or whatever, but there was a queue. So I was like, okay, this has to be a good one because there's a queue. And when we got to the front of the queue, uh, there were like probably eight of us. And I was the last one out of the eight. And I realized that every single one of us have to... Uh, show our uh, ID card with it doesn't matter which country you're from you have to show your ID card or your passport I brought mine fortunately and what they did was they took the card they didn't even look at it okay they will put it on this thing surface and it will scan the card and there's a probably a 20 or 30 inch TV screen behind the guy that would display your age yes that's right that screen in probably phone phone 400 <laughs> phone size 400 your age okay not phone size 400 come on I'm, I'm exaggerating probably phone size 150 or 200 yeah it's big like Probably halfway through the queue, you can see that number. <laughs> so, it was my turn. That's, that's why I came to realize what they did. I was petrified when they scanned my card and it displayed my age. Uh, this happened like just three years ago. So, you know, the numbers are high. And the people I was with look at the screen and go... <gasps> Because I usually never, you know, tell people my age. I usually just let them guess and run with it. So when they saw the screen, I, I can hear them going, <gasps> and they looked at me. Um, I was already so embarrassed. Like, my my face was in my hands. Like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. And 
the the bouncer was like what's wrong i'm like no you just ruined my life i was like it's okay you're legal you can you can go in i'm like it's not the point man that's not the point so yeah the next time um you 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 are thinking of lying about your age maybe to a date or whatever just be careful of all these um checkpoints <laughs> i don't know what to call it so yeah i was terrified and one of the travelers she was like she was uh, slightly older than me i i knew that and she she walked to me and go like no wonder we get along so well because we are about the same age and i'm like i don't think it mattered and then another guy would come and say oh my god i thought you were like 10 years younger i'm like yeah i can be i can be come on i can be any age i want i'm in london i'm not back home my age doesn't really matter right <laughs> as long as i'm illegal i'm really illi- i'm i'm legal to do stuff i think that's good enough i would never share my age <laughs> maybe one day when i'm like 50 and i look 30 i would gladly tell people my age like people go like are you like what 36 37 39 i'm like dude i'm 50 and they'll be like oh my god you look so young i'm like i know yeah i i can't wait for that stage to happen providing that i look i still look 30 when i'm 50 Otherwise, yeah, this plan is crude and I have to think of a new one. So I hope you have enjoyed all the stories I've shared from people out there and also my own. Uh, the objective of this episode is not to freak you out or anything like that. I still highly encourage all my listeners to get out of your comfort zone and fall in love with the world. It's like everywhere we go, there are the good and the bad, and I guess the bad makes better content. <laughs> I mean, I always say nice things about every city I visited, but sometimes I have to keep it real and share the misadventures too. If you have uh, interesting ones you would like to share with me, uh, don't forget that you can slide into my DMs on Instagram at olafida. Okay. So, gracias todos for listening all the way to the end. We'll chat again in no time. Stay tuned and stay safe. Adios.